You're now listening to the Spirit Filled Sales and Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. My name is Will Rest, and I am passionate about raising up spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. The purpose of this podcast is to feature individuals that are already crushing it in their space, partnering with Holy Spirit for a supernatural edge in their sales, in business, for kingdom influence and kingdom impact. If this podcast impacts you in any way, don't forget to subscribe. We're gonna be dropping fresh episodes on Mondays, and on Wednesdays. And God is gathering a community, a tribe, if you will, of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. So if you feel called to be a part of what God is doing, then go ahead and join us on Facebook at Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs. Hope you enjoy the show. See you on the other side. All right. Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Will your host, and I have with us today a very special guest. I'm incredibly honored to have him on. His name is Andy Mason. Uh, I first got introduced to him when my wife and I were living in Redding, California, going to Bethel Church years ago, and I was stuck in a dead-end sales job, and I hated it. And then he came out with this book called Heaven in Business, and I read that, and that was one of those initial seeds over 10 years ago that, that was planted that began to grow over the years. Even when I was in full-time ministry, there was this entrepreneur thing that began to just kind of grow. But Andy, you know, he's from New Zealand. He came over to the U.S. His background is a, he's a business consultant. You know, he was a regional sales professional, uh, sales manager before he actually moved to the U.S. off the back end of a God call to step into what God had for him here in the U.S. So he, I would, I would say that he is one of the more recent trailblazers in this movement of God in the marketplace, the supernatural realities of heaven being manifest in the workplace. And I know that even what I'm doing would probably not exist if it wasn't for some of the wow. things that he's been doing. So having him on here is an absolute honor and I cannot wait to hear your journey. Thank you so much, Will. It's, it's a pleasure to be with you and uh, say hi to your audience. Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I, I am just so curious about this story. You just began to tell me about you were a regional sales manager. You started to make a ton of, or you probably started to make really good money. And then you get this God call <laughs> yeah. to come over to the U S what was that? Yeah. Yeah. You making a ton of money. Uh, certainly what contrast was absolutely. So uh, I was just to put it in context, it was 2008. At the start of the year, my wife and I, uh, four children, aged at the time two, four, six, and eight years old. So young family, uh, very involved in local church and leadership role there, uh, thriving church. Um, and my wife and I just had this sense, something's changing, but we don't know what it is. I mean, mm. we were doing missions work once a year. We'd go over to African country and there was microfinance, orphan program, leadership development. That was all going. So that was great. Uh, really strong local community, uh, parents within, you know, babysitters, otherwise known as parents, yeah. uh, grandparents are within, you know, 15 minutes for one of them, an hour and a half, the other, Man. love what we did. And, but since the change, so I was wondering, is this, God, are you calling us to be in like ministry? 
And so I spoke to my senior leader and he, his comment was, look, there's nothing really changing here from a leadership role and uh, I can't really see where you would fit. So it's like, okay, it's not that. Yeah. So I figured, well, the only other option is, is either ministry or business. So, and I, <laughs> at, the, at the time, I apologized not saying that actually both of this is the same, both is ministry. And uh, so I took a promotion to be a regional sales manager to train others in the area around uh, developing sales and growing in sales. Awesome. And it was going to take me away from family, away from some of the, the challenges on time. It's like, oh my gosh, I just got promoted, but this yeah. doesn't fit either. So God, what, what else is it? And I was with a yeah. buddy, a smart friend of mine, and and he said, Andy, why don't you pray about whether it's a geographic move? So, so often in sales and in life, we can just get so focused on a particular outcome in a particular way that we don't, we have these blinders on. So literally my friend helped me take those blinders off. And I came in and I wrote down the question, Holy Spirit is our future in this location. And within <laughs> one week, uh, I mean, God spoke to me out of my son's Bible story. Like, can God speak from a children's Bible? And he chooses the story and I read it. And it was literally, he chose that day, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to the land that I'll show you. Wow. And I just felt rocked. And two days later, we had a visiting speaker at the church. I was sitting there and goofing around as I did at the time. And he opens up Joshua 1 verse 2. Now arise, you and this people with you, and cross over the Jordan, the line of limitations that you've set on yourself, into the yes. land of risk and promise. Then third, my wife was just walking around the house. He's like, well, you got to speak to me too, Lord. What's the, what's the verse? Well, like, what do you want to yeah. say? And instantly she just has this thought, which we often is how God will speak us, the thought and recognize, oh, that's not me. That's God. And it was Jeremiah 3.14. And nobody knows what that says. So she opens up her Bible and begins to read and weep. And it says, I will take you one from a city and two from a family. And I'll lead you to Zion and set shepherds over you according to my heart. who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Wow. And like, oh, my gosh. This is God. So good, man. that triggered the journey to find ourselves in Redding, California. <laughs> I, I love that. And, you know, coming from there, it was impossible to get away from the fact that there were so many people and still probably are that God is supernaturally calling to move to Reading and, and very, I mean, it's, it's not just Reading though. It's actually the way of the spirit. It's, I don't know if you've ever heard the word or the term peregrinatio pro Cristo. It was a term that the Celtic mystics used to, they kind of came up with, and it meant the call to wander for the love of Christ. Uh -huh. And they modeled their journeys after Abraham, go to the land that I'll show you. And they would just hop in these boats called coracles with no oars, no rudders, or oh, you know, like no, no sails. And they would just say, God, we just surrender to the to the flow of divine grace and, and let us be, you know, and they would just go wherever God would take them. And, uh, and then they would consider that to be either their mission field or their promised land. And, um, yeah, they were kind of nomadic, but there is a, there is a sense of that DNA in all of us as spirit filled believers adventure. to, to have adventure, to follow the spirit. And, uh, and that's how we got led to Reading as well. Actually, it was off the back end of a dream and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to share this really quick as well. And, and I want to get into some more questions for you, but 
the reason I want to hit on this just a little bit more is because when in the, in the marketplace, in business, a lot of times people will move across country for a job opportunity or for money yeah. uh, or for tax purposes. If you're making you know enough that that's going to make an impact on you as an entrepreneur. Um, but I think it's so important that we also pay attention to the move of the spirit and yep. find ourselves in the right geographical place that he has for us, uh, and being sensitive to that. So as entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business people, we need to be open to the Holy spirit's wind guiding us to one country, to another, one state, to another, one city, to another, one church, to another. So I, I I'll share this, but this is how the Lord has led us most of our life, but moving to Reading. We were living in Ireland at the time. Oh, wow. And I had a dream where I'm standing in the back of Bethel Church, which I had never been to in my life. And Bill is preaching on this verse in the Old Testament. And he was preaching out of this verse. And he said, this verse is imperative to understand for miracles to happen in the church today. And I'm sitting here looking at this verse intently. What was the verse? I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm going to get there. So... He gets off stage. I'm holding my Bible open to this verse. And, and this woman gets up on stage and she starts prophesying in the stream about focusing our hearts onto eternal relationships. And I'm listening intently, but out of the peripheral vision of my eye, I kept my eye on bill the whole time. And he gets to about eight feet away from me and he goes, will, will. And I turn and I begin to tear up in the dream. I knew he had one of these like monster epic prophetic words, you know, going to change your life, you know? So I'm like, I'm starting to cry in the dream. I'm like, he's, what's he going to say? And I'm holding my Bible open to the verse that he had been preaching about. And he goes, Will, you know, it's extraordinary that. And then my phone rang and I woke up out of the dream, right? (laughs) before he gave me this prophetic oh word <laughs> and I was so upset. Uh, you know, my dad had called me for something probably insignificant and I was so upset, but I knew that I needed to go back and figure out what was that verse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got off the phone, I ran over to my Bible and I had a photographic memory of what verse this was. Wow. Uh, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what book it was in or even what the verse actually said, but I knew that it was on the first page of an old Testament book. It was on the right hand page. It was in the, it was the first and second verse of the second chapter. And the second chapter had to start in the middle of the second column on the right hand side of that first page. It was like, I was like, okay, here we go. So I grabbed my Bible and I go through each first page of each old Testament book to see if I can find any verse that fits that exact criteria. And sure enough, I did only one fit. And it was second Kings chapter Two verse two, yeah. Elisha followed Elijah to Bethel. Oh, I about fell off my chair. <laughs> I wake my wife up. I said, "I think we're moving to Reading," and she's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, you're crazy." Well, it wasn't a, until a year later after that dream we had moved back to the okay. states, and I actually went to Reading to visit, and I went up to Bill and I said, "Here, I have this dream, and I need you to finish your sentence," and he goes wow. But then he said this, he goes, it's not a sentence that needs to be finished. It's a lifestyle that needs to be lived. It's so good. And then he prayed over me. I think I shook like a jackhammer for 30 minutes. Um, we had some other encounters while we were there that were supernatural. Yeah. But off the back of that, we ended up moving to Reading because of all that. And there's so much more that I could say, yeah. but it's so important just to 
follow the wind of the spirit because it was about uh, a few years later when I was graduating school and I felt released to move away from Reading. And I was actually graduating school there. Looking back through my journal, I stumbled upon that old dream that I had had. And it just so happened to be that I had that dream five years to the day from the day that I actually graduated school ministry. Wow. And so just this, the things the Lord will line up and the alignments, but you have to be paying attention to the wind of the spirit. So I thought I'd share that. I think that somebody out there listening to this probably is getting a tug on their heart to move somewhere, to transition, to cut ties. And I hope that these two stories will help you kind of follow that wind, but getting back to you being on here and, and really the real reason uh, we're here on this podcast, just to hear more about your journey. So you, you moved to Reading and what, what happened then after you actually obeyed the voice of the Lord and moved to Reading, California? So, so context, we, we had a salary, had an income, uh, had a retirement fund, had a house, all of those things in New Zealand. And so I figured this is, this is the next step. We land in Reading, California. We knew that God had sent us not just to a school of ministry, but to a city, to a church and a city. So we're focused on that. And the only way to get into the country is through students. So we knew that's where I'm going to do the school. And I really didn't know what was going to happen next, other than just like you said, it's following the voice of God. It's Matthew 4, 4. I don't live by bread alone, by the business plan alone, by the sales strategy alone. I live by uh, the voice of God, the word of God. So even just to give context to what you're saying, it might be geographic, but if there's a bunch of sales professionals listening to this, it may not be a geographic move. It may be a different geographic focus for your sales. It could be a different strategy for your sales. It could be something that you normally sell for a particular price that, that you sense the Lord to actually give this away. It just like it confounds you, but time and time again, it works out better than you could ask, think, or imagine, but you've got to trust, which is this crazy journey of adventure, risk, and mystery. So we land in, I'm thinking, you know, we'll do this and then maybe I'll get a job in banking in the States, or maybe (laughs) I'll do, I didn't even really know what was going to all look like, but it was the opposite of that. We went from first year straight into an internship with uh, one of the leaders, Danny Silk, And he said, I want you to do what you were doing with your clients back in New Zealand with our staff here at Bethel Church. So it just kind of spun me. First time in my life, someone that believed in me more than I believed in myself. So for those, just belief is so important. And that spun us to lead what was to start what we call Dream Culture as a program to actually help people discover who you're born to be. Don't just follow the rules, follow the vision. Who's God called you to be? When you stand before God, he's not going to say, why are you not more like Will? Why are you not more like Bill Johnson? Why are you not more like uh, Zig Ziglar or whoever your sales genius is? He's going to say, why are you not more like you? So we started to do that with the staff. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's at the time, I think eight, 900 students in the first year program. And it was wonderful. It's very much the emphasis was, uh, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So uh, the emphasis was on healing. And it's the, 
the downside of that, there was no translation into how to take that supernatural environment and translate that to be a benefit for the business community. Yeah. So I just asked the question, oh, what are we doing for the business community? If Jesus came for all creation to be fully alive, heaven on earth, then that means our cities must thrive, which means the economic engine of our cities must thrive for this to be a reality. Uh, so what are we doing to actually serve the business community? And I was told nothing, you do something. I'm like, uh, I didn't come, I, I wasn't thinking that. So I was connected with a local company in sales, sales company okay. uh, in Reading and just launched and they were outbound sales. And we connected with their prayer club that they had on the 7 a.m. on a Monday morning. And it just, from there, it just step by step by step. And it was only over time wow. that that became called heaven and business. It's like, where's the miracles? Where's the partnership with God? Not just in, a, in an event. Like, I love that statement that you said, it's not a sentence to be finished, but a lifestyle to be lived. Yeah. So many of us have packaged and processed our walk with God to an event. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a lifestyle. It never ends. Right. So, so what does that look like to part of, partner with God in my sales? What does it look like to partner with God in my hiring and firing and how I remunerate people and how I'm engaged in my community? All of that applies. So that's what triggered that journey. But it was three years, no income, scared out of my wits. How am I feeding my family? Uh, what I thought was a good business idea it's just like god this doesn't make sense wow. i'm doing the very thing that i advise people not to do and yet in hindsight i can now say oh boy was that god so you for three years no income just Correct. pushing into what god put on your heart to do with heaven and business while you're living in reading correct Free probably helping a lot of other people make a good living correct <laughs> yeah, it's like it, to the point that that business that we originally connected with, uh, he became a mentor and an advisor and just very successful, solid business guy. But he would constantly say, Andy, so this is this, what does this look like? He'd be like, Andy, I see your value. Um, now we need to set up something for Mason Incorporated, Andy Mason. So he called it Mason Inc. Then we need to set up something for your family. Uh, what are you doing? Like, we need to get you some projects uh, and start doing what you're doing for free. Let's get you paid. And yeah. I, I'd be like, I love you. I appreciate you. But I just have this hesitation to do that. I just know that God's called us to do that. So real practical. Another advisor is like, Andy, uh, now at the time, we were doing what we're doing on staff for free. Yeah. So and there's other guys like, Andy, what do you do when you've got a client that doesn't pay? And I'm like, well, you, you, you change the client. You find one that will pay. Because that's right. So what I'm going to do is we're going to get you some decent income and let's get you a business visa and let get you out of this religious mindset and let's mm. get you going. And I'm like, I agree. And then my wife says, what does Jesus say? And I'm like, oh, could you just give me 24 hours to at least? But it was just this hesitation you know, from a mm. earthly logical point of view, you're absolutely right. But I have this word from God, like I have a hesitation, uh, which is Colossians 3.15, let peace be your governor. 
when you have a hesitation, don't proceed. It, it may be information that you need. It may be mm. actually a bad idea. Or actually, it may be a good thing, but it's just not right for you. And so we just had this hesitation to move forward. And in hindsight, I mean, God is right. God was right. But it, it, it was hesitation to move forward in actually charging for the consulting services that you're providing to business correct. It as was well a, as Bethel Church. Correct. It was a hesitation to go with my advisors and get a business visa at the time. Okay. And and start the business to do what we're doing with Heaven and Business. Actually, it was the opposite. God said, Andy, I've given you this business idea. We called it Heaven and Business. It's a means by which I would fund my family in alignment with vision and equip, train, activate business people to partner with God at work and engage in the well-being of their city. It was like resonating with everybody around us. And then God says, give it to Bethel. And I'm like, my life is over. I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life. This is the stupidest sales ever. God, don't get it. And yet that's Jeremiah. In the book of Jeremiah, God speaks to the prophet and tells him to do something. Do this. And he and he imagines, well, if God tells you to do that, it's going to be phenomenal. Like everything's going to go amazing. It goes the opposite. It gets thrown in a well. They refuse the message. Yeah. It goes the opposite of everything he expected. And it gets to, I think it's about chapter 17. And Jeremiah's in a well. And he's like, God, you tricked me. You hmm. deceived me, God. Like, it's the opposite of what I thought. And he goes, then he says this, nevertheless, your word is like a fire in my bones. I grow weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. So the, what's the point? The point is, there's sometimes when you just know that you know that you know that this is the thing to do, even though it doesn't make any business sense, it doesn't make any sense from any angle. That's when it comes to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on when you think you know, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So good. So yeah. do you want to hear what happened? Yes. So we give this over. So here's the, here's the snapshot, a 10 year, what happened? Cause it doesn't always happen straight away. So that's maybe that was by about 2012. We came on to a, you know, a single man salary. We start to grow. We've used up now all of our, what we sold our house for in New Zealand, we used up all of that revenue, all of our retirement savings. And God says, trust me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I, if I'm just straight honest with you, I didn't realize how much I didn't trust God. But this process taught me that. Yeah. There's a house story in the middle of this. But bottom line is we went from no income three years, then gradually starting to grow an income. But we've used up all of our savings. It doesn't make any sense. Driving around in a van with a cracked windscreen. And I'm starting to see businesses partner with God and see miracle results. I'm like, God, what about us? And God says, give it to Bethel. Wow. 2021, fast forward, we hear the Lord speak to us about expanding heaven and business to the East Coast. Uh, and now, from a straight sales strategy, it's actually, it actually makes sense because it's in proximity to my primary customer base. So from a straight, it kind of like logically, you could actually explain it. Yeah. But at the time, I've got, now, it's not mine to make the decision. It's Bethel's. So I go to Chris Valentin, who I'm working directly with. And at this time, it's a self-funded department. It's, 
the, the trust and the favor that I have because I've protected the culture and protected relationships and walked slowly. And God's been so good and they've been so kind. So I go to Chris and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, this is what I sense the Lord saying, expanding to the East Coast. This is what it looks like. Uh, this is what, and the whole story in behind that. And, and I'm thinking that we would work remotely. So now I'm on the East Coast, got a base on the East and the West Coast, and we're expanding. And Chris says, Andy, you built heaven and business. I had very little to do with it. I can't see why Bethel would hold on to it. You take it with you. Wow. Now, I don't know if you've been in anyone that's been around churches long enough. I don't think that ever happens. Right. So not only did, so in hindsight, of the last decade, we've incubated heaven and business. I've built heaven and business for Bethel, not knowing that I'd be effectively given it. And we walked out of that wonderful institution with 10,000 emails and a business model that works and is ready to scale. Wow. That's incredible. They just handed it to you and yep. now you're out and now you're in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. And there was a small, we, we worked out, actually, we need to do a small exchange of finance. So that just from all of the legal tax to make sure that it's absolutely legitimate from that side. And just so real clear, the relationships are strong. It wasn't, there's no relational stretch. Relationships good. And we left with all of this. It, just as amazing. And then we're in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Hmm, that's New so Hope, good. Pennsylvania, which is like, oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Wow. So one of the things I want to go back to is that when you were building this and establishing this, what, what were some of the results? You said you saw businesses partnering with God and seeing miraculous results. Can you speak on some of those stories? Maybe anything that would come top of mind? Yeah, I mean, let me, I, I can talk about testimonies then. And then let me tell you one from yesterday. So, okay. so let me tell you yesterday. So, you know what we what, call that? What's you know, that? you call that a, that's a fresh demony. Yeah, fresh demony. Okay. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> current. It's, it's not like 10 years ago, God, did, no, no, this is, this is constant and ongoing. Awesome. So, um, we have what we call Heaven of Business membership. It's like an online learning community. Every week we have a live call, and that is 50% of the time is just stories from all over the world of what God's doing. And often we'll have to stop it. So then we switch over to strategically praying through scripture for our business. So, uh, one of the guys, Rod, is a business consultant. And uh, through COVID, he's, he's mature. So he'd be over the age of 50. He's been in his game and excellent at it for decades. Well, COVID hammered his business. Like nobody's bringing in somebody like him in the field that he is because of COVID. Yeah. So he hears this word from God about sow and famine. Jacob sowed in famine and received a hundredfold return. So he's like, right, him and his wife, they decide to give away their services for free because no one was paying for it during COVID. And so they, they end up doing that, but that's hammering their financial position. He goes from that to 2020, there's 2020, 2021, he gets cancer and he can't physically work and, mm-hmm. and literally goes, the miracles of how God provided through that time is another whole story. But just this trust in God and dependency and reliance and phenomenal. Fast forward to 
last week, he, those people that he gave business to in 2020 have referred him to other clients who are significant. One of those clients has engaged in him over the next three months. So he's getting paid for the next three months. The least of those months, one of those months, the least income generating month is more than the last three years. Wow. That's so, it. I'm just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it doesn't make sense to sow in famine unless it's God. Unless it's God. That's right. So there's wow. those testimonies. There's, I love that. Here's another one. And, and this was an early on one. So one of the things we were doing is taking teams of business people into businesses to pray. You know, pray for the well-being of your city because your well-being, your prosperity is tied up in theirs. So you have a, actually, you have a vested interest in your city to flourish because it will affect you directly. So I don't care what business, I'm going to pray for its well-being. Yeah. So we get invited into a tech technology business. They manufacture electronic panels and they're expanding. So they've bought a new building, but currently it's empty and they're about to expand into it. But as you'd know, as you grow any company and organization, it's a stretch period where you've just taken over a new building, new overhead, and you're hoping that the sales line up with the increased overhead costs and exceed it. But they're just in that awkward transition period. So we're there. It's uh, Dan and his wife and their daughter all involved in the business. And they're kind of like, we've never done this before. And I said, that's okay. We've never been in your business before. So we're just going to pray and just bless this place. We bless you to prosper. So we walk around the entire building and we just bless this. We pray over the processes, over the sales processes, over the manufacturing processes, over the procurement, of, of the delivery, every aspect. We're just blessing it to prosper. We come back and we're standing together and just reporting on what we hear the Lord say and what we're seeing. And uh, Dan, as we go, his phone goes. And he goes, oh, I just got to take this. He walks over. It's, it was the office. And he comes back and he's kind of like happy. And he, and he goes, we just got a request to quote sales on 25 to 100 mechanical panels per month. And we say, like, well, was that, is that good? He <laughs> goes, yeah, because currently we're doing about, I think it was two to five per year. Wow. <laughs> and he does this happy dance. His wife's <laughs> weeping. And then he says, you know, half, there's some believers in my office and there's some that are completely not. Half of them are going to say, that is God. The other half are going to say, that is spooky because they knew what we're doing. That's incredible, man. So partnering with God so in sales and just seeing, sometimes it's God gives you something to do. Yeah. Sometimes he asks you to do something. Sometimes it's actually just do the, do the legwork, go out and get known. It's never the same. Yeah. There's this following his voice in this and then see what God will do. Yeah, that's it, man. Because you can't tie it up in a process or try and package it into this is the three-step process to <laughs> partnering with God in sales. It's, it is just it requires you to do things that you would have never done. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I, I, the stories you view jumping out of the boat and, and jumping off the cliff, they resonate with me because that's, you know, that's been, 
that is the journey of a, anyone who's walking with the Holy Spirit. But yep. a lot of times we get this example of what that looks like for ministers or for yep. ministry or, and, and this, you know, and, and that's what was my struggle was that all I wanted to do was ministry. The thought yep. of being in sales and business was like, you know, throw up in my mouth. Like, I, like that's the lesser calling. That's the, you know. <laughs> That, you know, like that's, uh, that's not so holy, you know, and, and I, my heart was good in it because yeah. all I ever saw, the only people that were ever proclaiming encountering God in supernatural ways were ministers, pastors, itinerant speakers talking about how they saw God do healings and miracles and signs and wonders and, and encountering God. And I'm thinking, well, in my mind, when I was young, well, if I want to be as close to God as I possibly can and experience as much of heaven as I possibly can on earth. Yeah. Then logically I need to be in ministry. And whenever there's anybody who's young and passionate for the Lord, you're going to get all kinds of ministry work. You're called yeah. to ministry. You're going to be a youth pastor. You're going to be in full. It's like all the prophetic words were ministry directed and yeah. they weren't wrong necessarily, but just ignorant. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> all I wanted to do then. Yeah. But now I'm seeing God is raising up individuals that we're realizing, no, Ecclesia. we can encounter God yeah. in the most wild, radical, supernatural ways in business, in the marketplace, in any culture, in any sphere of society. You do yeah. not have to be in, you know, traditional paid ministry. Well, uh, this the other way around. It's, it's, it's only more recently that we have turned it into an, even a career. Yeah. But if you go back to the early church, uh, Matthew was a tax collector. Paul was a tent manufacturer and used to work and create his, and, and the sweat band from Paul that they used to take from his sweat and lay it. Because as he's working, he's sweating. They take his sweat band and put on people. People get healed. Uh, where did he meet wow. people? It was in the market. It's everywhere. It's almost this. We've somehow dumbed down the Bible to... Get, come back to your quote, and it's not a sentence to be finished. It's a lifetime to be lived. We've reduced it to an event, the clergy, the laity. Yeah. And even in the book of Revelation, it talks about God hates that, how we are the ones that are separated. God has no lines. Everything yeah. is. And that's Adam, Adam yeah. in the garden. Like that's an agricultural term. And it was in the cool of the day, God would walk with him. Yeah. And I just imagine what they talk about. I mean, how did he learn about what plant to have and what plant to pull out and put somewhere else? Yeah. It was through his relationship with God in the workplace. Yeah. And, and when you look at how God was working with individuals throughout history, yeah. Adam and Eve were not born into ministry. Yeah. No, they were not created to do ministry. They were created to enjoy God, enjoy each other and expand the borders of the garden, Yep. you know, to rule and reign over the earth, all in intimacy and in pleasure, enjoyment. And that right there, we want to get back to our original call. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. garden works. It's that's what our original call was. And I, this is right here is what I feel so passionate about. Perfect. I've probably talked about it multiple times, but I believe that God wants to reverse the curse yeah. that came upon us in the garden. And, and when my wife and I started having this revelation before we had kids, we were like, we're going after this. Yeah. And so we just prayed, God, reverse the curse of pain in childbirth. And yeah. now, I mean, people think we're crazy when I say this, but my, we've had four kids. They, uh, 
three of them were born in under two hours with no pain. No, epidemic. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. other, the fourth one was nine hours, but still no pain, no epidural. And we, we believe that God wants to break the curse of yeah. pain in childbirth. And, and we received that promise. We actually walked it up, not saying that wasn't pressure, not saying it wasn't intense, but you can ask my wife, no pain. And so I'm thinking, what is that? What does that curse being yeah. reversed look like in the workplace? Because the other curse was by the sweat of your brow, the thorns and thistles, you know, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to pop a fruit off than it used to be, you know, yeah. you know, to reap a harvest than it was before the fall. What does it look like? And maybe you could speak to that. What do you think yeah. that reversal of the curse looks like? Okay, so just to establish some truth, so spot on, you referred to it, by the sweat of your brow uh, and toil, so sweat and toil will you increase, and it'll be thorns and thistles. Fast forward, it's like, well, God, break the curse. What did Jesus do? What did he have around his forehead? A crown of thorns. What happened? Jesus broke the curse his blood his head was wounded so our head would be healed his blood he took a crown of thorns and redeemed it and so it's beautiful it's so good matthew 11 i love this too my friend shay Bynes has a book on this grace over grind grace over grind so we you know we say it's all about your own efforts no um uh, work is actually part of the original call, and but I get to do it with God. And when you get anxious and stressed out and grinding, I'm not talking about hard work, but there's a difference between grinding, uh, like it's work with stress and anxiety and toil yes. compared to when God makes rich, he adds no sorrow. doesn't mean there's not sacrifice, but sacrifice is up front, sorrow follows. But mm-hmm. this this is Matthew 11, and, the, and this is the message translation. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. This is Jesus. Get away with me, and you recover your life. Anybody need that? I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Yes. That's them. So it's scriptural. It's what Jesus established. And then time and time again, through the, through the, the epistles, through the letters of Paul, it's like, guys, you bunch of Galatians, you foolish Galatians, because what started with what God has done, redeemed, restored for you. Now you've got back to all your efforts and yep. your business plan, your business. What if you would, uh, the story of Mary Martha. Mary chose what is better. Martha, Martha, why are you so busy serving, as in doing too much serving? I can work yep. too hard. One thing is needed sit at my feet and listen to my voice. So, wh- how does that practically look? Start by understanding that uh, work is a noble and holy and spiritual pursuit. Money is simply a certificate of value. It's an exchange of value. So don't be afraid. Don't make it your God. It's just a certificate of value. Want to earn more? Add more value. It's kind of pretty straightforward. Add value to people. Serve people. The better you serve people, the better it's going to turn out financially. And do it with purpose. So I've got to understand that. Then what's the key? I love this. You know, we went from Reading to New Hope. 
redding the city, it means it's actually redding is a is a fishing term. It's where the salmon would go. To mm. red means to give birth. What happens when a salmon gives birth? Dies. So you go from redding, a place of death, to we're now in new hope. Wow. It's the same in anything. It's like unless a seed falls to the ground, it dies, it doesn't produce. There's something about that. But like all of us, if you are a follower of Jesus, it's no it's Galatians, no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. So the life you now live in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself to you. So I've got to recognize, number one, my work is redeemed. Number two, I'm not my own. I was bought with a price. So I live from obedience out of love, not grind, not God who's distant and indifferent, but God who's upfront, close and personal and walked the journey, walked among us. There is no God, no religion like that. And that it's guaranteed. So then what's the next step? Okay, God, everything is yours. You bought it all. It's like I kind of dedicate my business to God, but actually when I become a follower of him, everything's his. Like the earth is the Lord, my business is his, my bank account's his, my debt's his. Everything's his. So then, okay, Holy Spirit, the most, the number one thing is to learn to hear his voice. So how do you learn to hear his voice? Well, jump on to, hey, God, what now? There's a little course that will teach people to hear the voice of God. There's a bunch of books on it. There's a ton of resources where you can learn. But it's man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So then I learn and I cultivate this relationship uh, to learning to hear this voice of God. So uh, Bill Johnson was in a particular Muslim country, got to stay with the richest man in the country. Wow. Who's a Christian. Hmm. Just got to love that. Yeah. And asks this guy, what's the secret of your success? Very, very successful entrepreneur. And he says, straight up, I spend an hour to an hour and a half every day listening to the voice of God. I'm like, what if we switched it around? I started to do that practice. Now, it doesn't have to be an hour, an hour and a half, but just even start. Yeah. Holy Spirit, what do I focus on today? What's, what's your idea for my, I've got, I've got this business plan to pitch. Uh, what should I emphasize? How would you, what do I need to know? Uh, what do I need to learn in this situation? Uh, God, I'm struggling. Uh, can you help me today? Uh, and just actually listening and then pause and then write down what you hear. Follow that. And then watch what happens. The rest, how to build culture, how to build excellent business. There's a ton of that's already there, but that's how it starts with surrender, trust, and then following his voice. So good, man. I'm so glad we hit on that too, because the hustle culture is really being glorified right now in the entrepreneur space. I mean, it is like grind. It's like you got books all about it, you know, and 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 I do think, you know, for a lot of people learning hard work is, you know, that's probably the number one thing that for some people like, hey, you might be incredible. You just don't know because you're not working. So how yeah. you, you know you're even good at something. So, yeah, work, hard work is not like I always tell people there's two kinds of hustle there, yeah. you know, and, and you'll really you can tell the difference. One is filled. One is inspired. One is grace flow. And, and you're, you're partnering with God. And, and I think it was Mike Bickle. He said, the lovers are going to outwork the workers. Yep. That's and, right. Uh, and that's just, it's just, there's something to it. And one person's going to burn out. And uh, yeah. So I'm so, I'm so happy we hit on that. Man. And yeah. And the other piece of it is it's identity. 
It's, I, it's, am I working in order to obtain value? So how do you know? Well, if you retired tomorrow, would you be important still? Or would you have no value? Because I'm not, well, I'm not working. I'm not achieving. I'm not accomplishing. So COVID was a great indication for a lot of people. I'm not working. Well, I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, value. Um, so am I driving in order to obtain value and feel significant value and satisfaction? Or actually, do I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm already loved, adored, accepted, connected. I already have immense value to the point that the God of creation would pay the ultimate price for me. I'm already blood bought. So now I get to work. I get to go and serve others. I get to do these things. And that's if you go right back, it's like what came first, the night or the day, the time which and it says, and there was an evening and there was a morning. Night came first. You're right. Rest comes before work. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, we've had it back to front. It's like, yes. when I do this, then I can. No, Christ paid the price broke the curse and redeemed us into a life of walking with him. Doesn't mean you don't work. You've already nailed it. No, hard work. Actually, lovers will work harder than those that are not. But right. it comes from an internal sense of value and conviction yeah. rather than external sense of unless you have this amount of money, this amount of sales, this amount of whatever, yeah. you're not valuable. And this is so key, especially in a performance-driven environment, which we are in when we're in sales and yep. you're looking at that. Measure me, day, measure me, measure yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's actually when I first stumbled on your book, I was I was in sales and every day I had to look at my name at the bottom of the leaderboard. Yeah. And I'm like, this, I'm getting written up. I'm getting like <laughs> no. So I went and I, you know, I'm I'm like finally I had and I had an awakening. I had an identity awakening and I had a my dad is good at providing and he wants to provide better than I actually yeah. even need sales. So I just started praying the Lord's prayer every day. Just like, God, thank you that you're my dad. Thank you that yeah, I'm your son. Good. And I just thank you for daily bread today. And I rested to the top of the leaderboard yeah. just from that revelation right there. I was always in the top and I, I didn't feel like I was working harder. I was actually having a pretty good time. I was like, I, I it was almost like I had a mobile secret place. Even when I was in the middle of a sales conversation, I was internally, it was like I was bilocating in, I was like, internally, I was communing with the Lord, yep. aware of his presence and, and having a sales conversation at the same time. And it was the best thing. It was like that one lesson, man. Yeah. And break it down. So here's practical what I to understand. Number one, you had to learn the process and the technology and what you're selling. So there's a practical learning piece. Yeah. But secondly, you got two sales reps, someone trying to say, one is secure in themselves and confident in what they're doing. They don't need this sale to feel valuable and significant. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other sales rep who's at the bottom of the sales board and is struggling with his identity and that they've got to have the sale, got to have the sale. Which one are you going to do business with? Yeah. One attracts people and the other one repels them. And so that it's, it's an inside it's an inside job and understand that like, I love this. There's something about, it's not, it's a co-laboring. It's the God doesn't do it all for you. You do it with him. So you know, some people would listen to this and like, Oh, so he did nothing. No, 
uh, Will was in the store on time, presented correctly, knew his stuff, and actually then he delivered and he was present. But just the atmosphere of caring peace, people want to do business with that. Yeah, you're right. And then another thing that you had said, you'd mentioned at night was first. And, and, and I, I like to just say this, you know, rest is not a reward for hard work. Yeah. Rest is actually where, where excellent work flows from. So you, you put it in front and then that's the way the whole of creation started. It's like, it's just incredible. So valuing rest and valuing, the, I mean, the whole reason that Israel even went into captivity is because they didn't honor yeah. their Sabbath rest. So God is really serious about you chilling out and uh, trusting him. So I appreciate everything that you're saying. One thing before we go, I just wanted to talk about another aspect of this, because we're talking about walking with God, partnering with God, experiencing his favor, experiencing identity and rest in business, in sales. But what about like the actual gifts of the spirit? I'm talking about prophecy, gifts of healing, supernatural manifestations of the spiritual gifts in the workplace. What do you have to say about that aspect of heaven and business? Um, it's it's kind of like a non-question to me. It's like the, the partnership with God is from the, from the boardroom to the bedroom to the battlefield and everywhere in between. And everything Jesus said, he didn't say it, that it would be used in a, an event or in a meeting. It was to be used in life. It's, it's uh, Elijah with his axe head. How did you find the axe head? He prayed and like, that's supernatural. It's the most natural and normal thing to do, to be like, to say that uh, you have a relationship with your wife when you step onto your property, it'd be the dumbest thing ever. Like, no, <laughs> your relationship with the wife is everywhere. Like, just because you're at work doesn't mean you don't have that relationship with God and, or with your wife or whatever. So so it's the same with the gifts of the spirit. It's, it's the uh, Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, o my soul, and forget not the benefits. So what are the benefits? You have a, you're a citizen of heaven, which upgrade, didn't remove your citizenship of earth. It actually upgraded it. So now you have access to the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he doesn't say to you, oh, well, you're a business person, so you only have access to this and this and this. No, the fullness of God dwells within you and you have everything you need. It's, it's like unbelievable. You look, you know, we have we talk about accessing the cloud yeah. and technology. Well, you, you got a walking cloud with you. It's the Holy Spirit and you have everything you need that I can ask if you lack wisdom, ask. If you want to see the power of God, ask. There's something, there's something for us to do in that. And someone says, well, I don't have a healing anointing. Well, when was the last time you prayed for somebody? <laughs> oh, I, I haven't. Well, that faith, where does faith act? It's, it's when you step out and do something. Uh, it's the same with sales. Like nothing happens with sales if you just sit there and wait for somebody. You've you got to do something. So it's in that faith step. So it's the same with the gifts of the spirit. Step out, try it, ask God for dreams, visions, pray miracles, signs and wonders, soul saved. Um, and, and we just see this again and again and again. And I can tell you my, my sales strategy came because God directed me to do it this way. And I'm like, really? Like I want to just put 
$500 a month into Facebook marketing, Google ads. That's an, like, just put it off somewhere else. Yeah. And I have the conversation with a wise counselor and I'm praying it through. And God's saying, Andy, that's just not, that's not the strategy I've got for you. The strategy is to put $500 a month into someone that will take your videos, edit them down into two minute clips and post those onto YouTube and across social media. It's giving away something. And secondly, to take that same money and put it into a story writer to capture the testimonies, what God's doing, and to put those out. That's my sales strategy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the opposite <laughs> of what everyone's doing. Maybe not. And, yeah. and it's this, I, I follow the voice of God. I can step out. It's then walking down the street. We're buying a mattress, and the guy's wearing a brace. So, well, hang on. Well, he should come to church and get prayer. No, wherever you are is an open heaven because you've got heaven on the inside of you. His name is Jesus. So the same works that Jesus did, he's given you the power to do the same and more. Just read the Bible, John 14, 15, 16. So, well, I've never done this before. Awesome. Call it practice. Excuse me, sir. I see you've got a a wrist brace what's happened like genuine same in sales exactly yeah. the same uh, care genuine care for people what's what's wrong what did you do i i did this it's been a pain it's been for years oh i'm so sorry hey would you would, would you be open to me praying for it I've, I've seen god heal and do miracles would it be okay if i you know we practice praying for your hand he's like okay so we pray and I, and then and then again I love this about salespeople. Measure it. Like, measure me. Don't just walk away. Thank you. No, ask yeah. him. So was there a change? Well, actually, it, and, and he takes the brace off and he moves it around. And I'm yeah. like, this is cool. Goes, <laughs> well, yeah, the pain is actually reduced. Now, no one's schooled him to do this. We're not some religious thing. I don't have to say Jesus 10 times. It's a yeah. conversation. Right. And then I say, well, how about I call you? because I'm going to follow up with this mattress, I'll call you and find out what it is. Well, he calls me next day. He goes, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't worn the brace today. I don't need to breathe. I don't need it anymore. And it's, so what just happened? Does Andy have an amazing healing anointing? No, I've just got Jesus inside of me. And so do you. And the difference is I'm experimenting. It's called entrepreneurship. We're going to test it out and see what God will do. I love that. Yeah. There's been so many times where just stepping out, I feel like I've seen more success in praying for the sick, praying for people to be healed on sales floors in line at Chipotle, uh, you know, just different scenarios out in the world than I have sometimes in church. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an unusual phenomenon, but I, I would encourage everybody on here just uh, take just a risk. Take a step, take a risk and see what happens. Um, it's kind of like cold calling in a way. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're scared to death to pick up the phone or knock on a door or walk into the business for the first time. Uh, you know, but you, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and say, just like that, just introduce yourself and see if you might have a solution to the problem that they're experiencing right then and there. And uh, that's good, man. Well, what I'd like to do is, uh, one, I want to make sure people can connect with you, heavenbusiness.com, uh, get your books there on Amazon. Also, you know, your courses and consulting and everything that you guys got going on. Where can they go? Is there like one spot you'd want to direct everybody to? Yeah, I mean, jump on to heavenbusiness.com. That there, if they want to join us uh, and, and grow in your identity and culture and influence, 
um, there's a free trial. They can just join us for a week and just check it out. Uh, and for your people, we can probably say there's, oh, actually, I'll, get, I'll send you a link. But okay. we're giving away at the moment a book. It's a free book. All you got to do is pay for the shipping, which is five bucks. Not, And we'll, it's called Finding Hope in Crazy Times. It's literally how to hear God. It's the process that I go through to hear God in my daily work. And it's like a 30-day devotional, giving that away for free because it's changing lives. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I drop that link in the show notes for anybody that wants to connect with him or get access to that book. Um, would you mind just praying for us as we go and releasing whatever Holy Spirit might lead you to? Love, love to. So, Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you that we get to be alive today uh, and we get to see all of these things coming together. Thank you that we stand on the shoulders of others uh, that gave us the Bible, that have uh, translated it into our own language, that have distributed it through sales, so that each one of us have this, that you're alive, that you're well, that you're doing so much today. And Lord, we just, we just humbly thank you that you're bringing us back into the fullness of what that is possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you that we're called to expand the garden. It's work and it's beautiful and it's the place we forge our friendship with you. So for every person listening right now, I ask you to flood them. Holy Spirit, pour out on them, on us. It's by you that we grow, that we increase. You're the source of favor, satisfaction, significance, and increase. And so I just say, pour your spirit out on every person right now. Uh, where there's fear, flood in, and your love chases away fear. And Lord, give them this confidence and boldness that comes with you on the inside this boldness grant that we speak your word with boldness by stretching out a hand your hand to heal the sick and that signs and wonders are done through the name of your servant jesus we thank you for this in your precious precious name amen wow you made it all the way to the end you must be serious about being a spirit-filled sales professional or entrepreneur and if that's the case, I would recommend you go ahead and follow and connect with me on Instagram at WillRest to stay in the loop about what's going on, fresh content being released there every day, and make sure you subscribe because like I said in the beginning, we will definitely be releasing fresh episodes on Mondays and on Wednesdays, and I'll probably be machine gunning random episodes because I can. So you'll want to stay tuned for sure. If you want to go a little bit further and connect with our Facebook group of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs as well, we have a growing community over there, and we'd love to see you on the other side. See you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.